What are you telling me? You've got a new version of Robot Voice. Well, I've got to, I've got to try it. I was so, I'll, I'll, I'll use it for this. Hello, Robot Voice. What was the date last Thursday? It was Thursday, the twenty-first of May, two thousand and fifteen. That's wrong, Terry. No, Robot Voice. Last Thursday. Robot Voice. What number warming up is this? Robot Voice, what number warming up is this? Stop answering me, Terry. It's not working. Well, apart from it getting the the date wrong, it's been, that has been quite a successful. It sounds better as a human being. Hello, Robot Voice. Can you hear me, Robot Voice? Sorry, I don't see you have a Robot Voice. Can you and your contacts? Can you try again? You a robot voice, don't you understand? You have no voicemail messages. Well, there's no need to tell people that. It's true, but, you know, that is embarrassing that you've told people that. To whom shall I send this? I don't want you to send it to anyone. OK, let me know if there's anything else you need. What was last Thursday's date? Looking. All right, here's what I found. Well, that's correct, but that's that's written on a computer. Can you tell me what that date is? Here's what I found on the web, so can you tell me what that date is? That isn't what I said, Robot Voice. We're wasting a lot of people's time here. Hmm. <laughs> well... You can sigh all you like, but that is not an appropriate response. If you say so. I fucking do say so, you cunt. I'd blush if I could. You are... I don't like this new robot voice, Terry. I see. Will you just read out last Thursday's date? It was Thursday, the 28th of May, 2015. At last. That's all I wanted to know. Thank you very much for your time. So, all right, BT, is number 4564. All right, BT, I forgive you. Let's give this relationship one more chance. My friends think I'm crazy, but then they're friends with me, so how can I trust their judgment? Let's forget about the past and make it work this time. A very friendly engineer came round at midday, checked my line, told me I had a very fast connection, news to me, it hadn't seemed that way, and was a bit bamboozled by the way that the hub seemed to be working but wasn't appearing in my networks. He suggested one of the devices plugged into it might be affecting the hub, so we took them all out and put them in one by one. Weirdly, the hub now worked with all connections in place, so if one of them had affected things, it wasn't affecting them anymore. But there did seem to be a much improved service with websites loading up much faster than I remembered. Mostly important, most importantly, I was back online and connected to the world in the only way I feel comfortable. Who wants to interact with actual human beings when we can just type things into a computer and make pretend connections with virtual people pretending to be someone they're not? If I didn't have 150,000 Twitter followers and a newspaper column, would the service have been as good? Only you can decide. It doesn't feel as noble a triumph as my post office-based Twitter campaign, which was hopefully very help slightly helpful to all the customers of my local branch, but it's just a really big relief to be back online that I'm not thinking straight about anything, and maybe being offline also affected my mood. This is how they suck you in. They hurt you, and then they soothe you. I've been having a delightful time with my daughter, even though she's been a bit grouchy with what we assume is early teething. It's an interesting time in life before you're responsible for your own actions, 
emotions and where it's not actually possible to do anything wrong. You're just a creature acting on instinct, developing into a human being, but one for whom... Uh, one whom, for now, right and wrong have no meaning. It's a wonderful existence to have, and such a shame we never remember it. We have no shame or guilt, cannot be reprimanded, and only obliquely praised. We just are. It's such charming and beguiling innocence, and it's both beautiful and heartbreaking. Without wanting to be the kind of man who I once mocked for exclaiming, I love my kids! I'm somewhat astonished at the love I feel for Phoebe, it's expanding exponentially like an exploding universe, filling voids that previously weren't even there. But you can't enjoy the love, at least not all the time, because the more you care, the more the horrors of something going wrong grip you even when your fears are paranoid and ridiculous. On the drive to my gig tonight, I created a stupid scenario in my head where our girl had gone missing and I had to deal with all the repercussions of that. Obviously, your brain plays out these scenarios to prevent them from happening, but I don't need to play this out. I know it would be horrible already, and I don't understand why my brain is intent on tormenting me with this stuff. It's not like my brain isn't me. It hurts my brain as much as it hurts me. So shut the fuck up, brain. Let me just enjoy the good things, because if anything did go horribly wrong, I'd have plenty of time to survey my destroyed world. I managed to get so into my fantasy nightmare that when my wife rang me to tell me everything was fine, I cried a bit with relief. When nothing had been wrong. If this universe keeps expanding at the same pace, I'm going to be ripped apart in a pulsating mess of raw nerves and sinews, feeling everything at 10,000% of their capacity. Never have kids. I was happier when I was miserable. Imagine what it's going to be like when she can walk around, answer back and deliberately be naughty. Oh, my beautiful cock, what have you done to me? I thought you were my friend. I had fun at my gig in Borden, a place I'd never heard of before, which has a tiny theatre that I still don't, could, still couldn't quite fill, run by people who clearly love what they do. These are my favourite gigs, and whilst it's good for the bank balance to play the bigger gigs, run by people who want to make money, I'm still pleased that by accident rather than design, I can still play somewhere like this. The audience is slightly amazed and grateful you've turned up, and everyone is kind and helpful, and I'd still make a living if I only played these little gigs. Maybe it would be the best life possible. I'd arrived early, so I walked around the area around the theatre to see if I got any inspiration for my local claims to fame. Only one famous person comes from Borden, Kenneth Blackburn, the com Blackburn, the colonial gover governor, you know the one. I don't think I was in the main bit of town. Wikipedia boasts that Borden has a variety of shops, including three supermarkets, along with other amenities such as petrol stations, which is probably one of the most accidentally damning statements on that website I've ever seen. I didn't see even one of the supermarkets, but came across an isolated Lloyd's Bank that looked like a hobbit cottage. It was the tiniest bank I've ever seen, and remarkably, I'd ch chanced across it as they were replacing the cash machine. The branch itself looked smaller than a cash machine, so it was with some sense of wonder that I watched the men work at work installing this technology into what was presumably some kind of TARDIS. But that gave some local, lovely, color, lovely local colour to that section of the show. On the way home, I tuned on, turned on the radio. A man with a slightly annoying voice was talking, and he seemed vaguely familiar. After about ten seconds, I realised it was me. I was on Best Behaviour, which was recorded some time ago, although it feels like last year's last like years rather than months. I'm also on this week's episode. Uh, the one I'd heard was a repeat on 4 Extra. You can see the links to those or just go to the iPlayer and you can find them or the iRadio, whatever it's called these days. Maybe the universe is stretching so far I'm losing my sense of self. The only way to rescue my fracturing mind is to play more self-playing snooker. That's surely the remedy to this problem. <laughs>